آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم من يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Peace and peace and blessings upon our beloved messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Upon his family, his companions, and those who followed him until the end of time. Uh, brothers and sisters, first and foremost, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As always, it is a blessing and an honor, alhamdulillah, to spend um, this time with you, alhamdulillah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us and increase you. Uh, in khair, insha'Allah ta'ala. Uh, alhamdulillah, um, I think it's important that before we talk about the substance of this Friday sermon, that we briefly talk about the idea of thankfulness, especially because many of us have family who you know, may be asking questions around this time or maybe co-workers or friends. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, If you are thankful to me, then la'azidannakum. If you are thankful to me, I will increase you. Allah SWT says, uh, right? Be thankful to me and do not be ungrateful to me. And Allah SWT says, and so to Zumar, If you are thankful to Allah SWT, exercising thankfulness and gratitude, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is pleased with you. Our scholars have said something very powerful. They say that Islam and faith rest on two powerful ideas. The first is resilience. And some said the first actually is gratefulness. And the second is resilience. And the reason they said the second is resilience is that resilience really is part of gratefulness and gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what is gratitude? You know, we, we see, seem to see how very important ideas like love, important ideas like gratitude have been commodified and drained of their deeper connections to faith. Drained of the uh, overarching important spiritual components and religious components that these ideas bring to the table. The Arabs in ancient times, they used to say that a camel was Shakira. This is even before the time of the Prophet Muhammad that a camel was thankful. They would say Shakirat al-Naqatu. Shakirat, Shakirat al-Naqatu Sayyidaha. That the camel has shown gratefulness to her master. And what they meant is that the camel became fat, Sarat Samina. So they would say, Naqata Shukur, right? Shukur, like the famous rapper before, Tupac Shukur, the same sound, same word. And and what this meant was that the the weight that the camel had put on and the mass and size of the camel were indicators of a benevolent, caring master. So this is where this word in Arabic for gratefulness comes from. What makes that powerful is then it 
later on became to use be used in a, a metaphoric way, in a figurative way. In our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that just as the size of the camel indicates uh, its recognition of a, a grateful a grateful camel, uh, its its benevolent master. Somebody engaged in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, avoiding evil, being kind to others, being responsible socially. These are all indicators that they have recognized the benevolence of their master, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why we say, that gratitude is in recognition of a favor, of a blessing. And we know that the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are, are too many to count. The Quran says, If you were to try to count the blessings of Allah, you could never do it. You could never achieve that. You could never attain that. Um, the Quran also provides something very powerful. Because if, if thankfulness gratitude is in recognition of ni'mah, then that means that gratitude is more than just, say, festive moments. Gratitude is more than just sudden bursts of, you know, one or two days here or there. But gratitude is, is what we call responsible action. This is a term that we should talk about, and I talk about this in my series on political theology. We have fi'al, which is just to act. But then we have al-amal, amal, which is responsible action. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Innamal'amalu biniyat. responsible actions are by your intention. Now we understand that responsible actions are those things that fall under the purview of devotion and worship in the explicit way. So salah is a responsible action. Zakat is a, I've, I've taken responsibility. Right? As Allah says, So Allah says very beautifully that Allah SWT says, uh, Allah SWT says that we commanded the family of Dawood to engage in the responsible action of gratitude. When you hear the word amal, that also means that the following three or four things are taken into consideration. First, is that it demands cognition. So there is the thankfulness of our thoughts and our attitudes. Our recognition of Allah's benevolence is going to be born and seeded in our minds and hearts. So when things happen to me that necessarily don't go my way, I had a, a person recently say, you know, I think Allah hates me because I can't get the job I want. That doesn't mean that Allah hates you. You don't have that. That's su'udhan billah. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ma asabakum min musibatin. You know, you're not afflicted with any challenge or any difficulty. Except like there's wisdom in there. إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ نَبْرَأَهَا إِنَّ ذَارِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيكَ So the first is our attitude towards faith, our attitudes towards Allah, and our attitude towards God's law. What's haram, what's halal. مَا كَانَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلَا الْمُؤْمِنَةِ إِذَا قَدَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ it's not for the believers when Allah and His Messenger have decided something that they have any choice. So that falls into number one when bad things happen. In my life, does that cause me to no longer have a good attitude towards God? And I think the Muslim community, in many ways, has become exceedingly worldly, exceedingly worldly. And, and one of the signs that we've become exceedingly worldly is that we can forego principles for worldly gain. So if we see, for example, the policies of certain Muslim governments, not only towards places like Palestine, but even towards North America, you know, when we find that people are labeling Islamic Relief a terrorist organization. Care, a terrorist organization. But still, we go to Dubai. We're happy to go to Dubai and spend money. We have no problem. There were many, many fuqaha in the last two or three years who said there should be no hajj or umrah to Mecca as long as Yemen is being pulverized and pounded into pieces by Saudi Arabia. That, that type of Commitment demands a good assumption with God. Demands like a good moral belief in what God has legislated. So at a micro level, I'm choosing halal over haram. I'm avoiding the evil as best I can. I'm trying my best. And in that, I believe God will forgive me because I know I'm trying and God promises to. And then at a macro level, when the moral foundations of Islam are breached i do not choose the world over moral the moral foundations that have been clearly designated in the quran and in the hadith of the prophet that is a sign of gratitude that takes us to the second is the gratitude of of the tongue right how do i talk right how do i speak about my lord how do i speak about my faith doesn't mean that because being also constructively critical and speaking truth to power is also a form of, of gratitude, right? Right, Sophie says, says that Allah SWT does not love um, ill speech unless someone's been oppressed, right? So we should not use this to silence people that are hurting or who are in pain or have been mistreated. No, no, the opposite. That is also a sign of resilience. And we as a community choose in our pleas with what God has legislated. We don't protect religious leadership. We don't protect uh, our sheikh or, or whoever we look up to when we see that there is something seriously wrong. So if we see people signing off on the fatwas of the UAE, then they're being invited to conferences. Perhaps 
a moral stance now is to side with the oppressed and refuse to go till those things are rectified. So speaking truth, that's why those magicians, when they were touched by the light of understanding and the, the power of God hit their heart, they immediately turned away from Fir'aun. So now we see that gratefulness is something far greater than just, you know, um, small ritual. Gratefulness is a key component of our life. So having gratefulness with what we say. Allah says, you know, very, very profoundly, be constantly committed to establishing the truth. Right? Whether it's against yourself or your near family or whoever, speak the truth. So at a micro level, I'm not a liar. Right? I'm not a liar when I say la ilaha illallah. I'm not a liar when I say I love you to be la. Right? I'm, I'm being truthfully happy with that. Then at a macro level, with my actions, not just my words, I need to exemplify gratitude. And that's the third component of thankfulness is the gratitude of the limbs. So they say that gratitude is like a tree, right? Its roots, its roots are, are your intellect, its branches are your words, and then the fruit is your actions. What is the fruit of gratitude? What is the fruit of how I live? And that's why Allah says in the Quran, uh, yeah, we said to, shukra. We said to Dawood and his entire family to engage in the responsible act of gratitude. The heart and mind, speech, and the lips. And oftentimes the first component that I talked about, having a, a good assumption of God, can be clouded by being around bad caregivers, Maybe parents who reinforced really negative ideas about faith in our lives continue to cloud our ability to have a good assumption of God. Maybe unpunished, abusive religious figures who are either overly harsh, right? Assault is with words, right? Assault and battery. Battery is with, with of course, the limbs. May God protect us all. But if we see that these people grown up our entire life and a community claims to be a community of justice and this person's still teaching or still engaging it's going to impact our ability to to have a good assumption of islam as as young women you know i know it's i have two daughters my oldest is 19. recently there was a young muslim man on TikTok saying that marital rape is allowed and there were some some teachers, yeah, there's no such thing as marital rape. These kind of ridiculous, irresponsible opinions should not go unpunished. And when we see our, 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 our at one time esteemed teachers uh, standing against the Arab Spring, um, cowardly standing against their former colleagues, 
aligning themselves with some of the most brutal, egregious human rights violators in the world, that will mess with our good assumptions of faith. So what I'll talk about now and then we'll get into the substance of the issue is how do we how do we give back to gratitude? You know, it's not easy, right? And and we need to begin, and I really appreciate the IC for this. And miss the IC for this is really begin to imagine that there has to be a real rehabilitative process for many people as they come into religion. You know, I, I started working in the Muslim community 20 years ago. And as a convert to Islam, I would attend the convert programming. You know, very important, great work that we do. Um, and I noticed something, and this was when I would attend, and then later on when I started to conduct and orchestrate um, those things, was that the, the majority of people who would come were people who were born Muslim. Were people who were born Muslim. And I always thought that was interesting, right? It's a, it's a program for converts, but like, it's like all these born Muslims here. So then I did something that's always a good idea. I asked them, <laughs> like, why are you here? And then I would hear stories of pain or stories of a newfound faith, right? Stories of reconnecting that were very similar to the convert experience. But within that, I realized there has to be a rehabilitative process for people who are just trying to come back and get involved, man. So I can't emphasize how important it is to find strong peer supporting cast. And if possible, to find a rehabilitative community, a community that understands that some people have been traumatized. Unfortunately, man, how could anyone traumatize someone institutionally when the book says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, subhanAllah. That takes us now to the great work we have in front of us, regardless of who is the president of the United States, gratitude allows us to mute out the kind of furnishings of any given era and understand that whoever is the president, whoever is the leader, we have work to do. Regardless, wherever we are, Allah subhanahu wa says, you know, Al-Ardulillah, the earth belongs to Allah. Allah says in the Surah Al-Zumar, Ardullahi wasi'ah, you know, the earth is vast. Allah's earth is vast. Venture and traverse into the earth. And the Prophet said, The whole earth was made for me, pure and a place of worship. Regardless of whoever is in office, I talked about this last time. Whoever is there, that is important, of course, but it does not deter us from being committed to responsible action which is the height of gratitude. The height of gratitude is found that a person is consistent. Like real shukr, shukr yalidu, istiqama. Being thankful births consistency. 
That's why Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا Those who say Allah is our Lord and then they are consistent. And the Prophet ﷺ, when someone asked him and said, I want to ask you about something that I, you're the only one I can ask. Tell me something no one else can tell me. So, you know, Muhammad said, At a micro level, what does that mean? That I do not allow time to be an alibi for disobedience. Oh man, I had a bad day. Let me smoke that blunt. Oh, I had a bad day. You know, let me take it out on my family. Oh. I have to try to do my best to stay consistent at a micro level. Oh man, such a horrible day today. You know, you don't have to pray. Allah says, those who are constantly praying the five prayers. So I, I don't allow the tides of life to flood my ab ability to be resilient. I stay resilient regardless of who it is. And this is something we saw in this country in 2016. When, when, when difficulties hit this country immediately people mobilized and we saw the women's march it's not always easy and by no means am i saying that this is something that we all can do it's something we aim for the prophet ﷺ was consistent in badr and consistent in uhud and the community has to be here to help people maintain their consistency and not just simply destroy them and push them away. The last uh, component of that, inshallah, is that we don't worship time. We worship the Lord of time. And none of us know how much time we have. Every, every nation has, every person has a little bit of time. So inshallah, hopefully things will change for the better, inshallah, we're hopeful, but we have work to do. We are a community of work, responsible work, and that work is indicative, uh, indic indicative of gratitude and, and, and being grateful. And that's why in the most difficult times of the Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa says, فَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا the Prophet said that this chapter, Hud, and chapters like it, aged me because of the great responsibility that was given to me under exceedingly, exceedingly difficult odds in Mecca. In these chapters, Allah is telling me, stay consistent in Mecca. This is the place where it's very difficult to even practice Islam, but I'm being commanded to stay consistent. It's incredibly powerful. It's incredible incredibly meaningful that in moments of despair in these morbid times the prophet and his companions were told do your best stay consi as consistent as you can so with the advent now of a new administration and things likely to change and I, I do have a concern that the modern state does try to make the the gears of government overly important. We we have work to do in our own personal devotion 
improving our personal devotion to God. Number two is within our communities, Muslim community continue to scale and build like we see here in New York City wonderfully being able to purchase a woman's shelter. And then number three is, right, working for a better, a better country, better world, serving people and looking after the needs of others. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yaj'alana We ask Allah to make us from the patient. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless the first people of this country who have suffered in ways which are 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 purposely for them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless our brothers and sisters in the Latino community, the largest now growing demographic in the Muslim community, taking Shahada, embracing Al-Islam in large numbers. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless those people who don't have food, man. And those people who are homeless and dealing with COVID-19. We pray for our brothers and sisters and everyone who is afflicted with this illness. My family for the last 14 days, my wife had COVID-19, her mother had COVID-19, uh, grandmother had COVID-19. I was on the road, so I, so I look like uh, an older version of Tom Sawyer, you know what I'm saying? I was like literally living on the road uh, in isolation um, from, from, from my family uh, for, for uh, two, two weeks. And we ask Allah to help all those impacted by this really difficult challenging disease. We pray to Allah SWT to bless the women in our community, our mothers, our aunties, our elders, our leaders. We pray that Allah bless our men uh, and protect us from any attempts to define what a Muslim man is outside of the Quran and Sunnah. We pray that Allah, pray that Allah SWT bless our brothers and sisters in Pakistan, in Kashmir, in Egypt, in Tunis, in the Congo, um, in Mali, our brothers and sisters in East Turkestan, our brothers and sisters in Kurdistan, brothers and sisters in Turkey and Iraq and Iran and Syria and Egypt and all these important places, Syria, Palestine, Yemen. We ask Allah SWT to guide our leaders to make the right decisions. We ask Allah SWT to bless our brother Imam Khalid and Sheikh Aisha and Sheikh Fayez and Amira and everyone at the IC that will be hopefully together, hopefully inshallah, this year inshallah, coming here. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar. Rabbana la tuzakulubana ba'di thalaytana wa hablana millanu wa karahma innaka anta luha. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيد الأولين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين السلام عليكم
Thank you for listening.